Hello and Happy New Year. Here we go, 2022. Thank you for joining me for season two, season two of the Project Happy Place podcast. Project Happy Place is an initiative to spark conversation and inspire people to do more of what makes them happy. My guests inspire me and hopefully you to live a purpose-filled life in their happy place, doing what truly makes their heart happy. I was introduced to my next guest through a friend, and I'm going to go off the record for a second and a short tangent, but in full disclosure, Bonnie and I had recorded this episode in November of 2021, and I reached out to her a few weeks ago to see if she'd be willing to re-record. I felt like this year has been off to a rocky start for so many, and based on Bonnie's work, it felt more appropriate to speak to her in the moment, to touch base and figure out how we can all keep our head up and move into 2022 in a super positive way. So Bonnie is the principal and founder of Interweave People Place and an adjunct professor of interior design at Savannah College. She has done a number of years of research. She holds a bachelor of science degree in interior design. But what I find so interesting about Bonnie and her work is that she focuses on biophilic design and environmental psychology. So without further ado, I want to welcome Bonnie to the Project Happy Place podcast, and we will dive right into some questions. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much. It's so great to be here, and I'm happy that we get to do it in real time. It makes so much more sense. Yeah, thank you so much. It just felt like the right thing to do because I know that for so many When you start the new year, you kind of feel like you have a clean slate and you're super optimistic, but it doesn't feel like any of us have a clean slate (laughs) and we're kind of carrying a lot of 2020 and 2021 with us. Um, But I have hope for us all. And, um, and I think it's with, in working with people like you. So to start things off for those not familiar with biophilic design and environmental psychology, can you give people a brief overview of what that is and how it can help people? Yeah, absolutely. In a nutshell, it's the research and the science of how we create spaces in our built environments or our homes or our offices to nurture our well-being and optimal quality of life. And specifically, biophilic design seeks to understand our connection with nature. So when we're on a hike in the woods or standing at the beach, we intuitively feel very calm, often restored, etc. Biophilic design seeks to understand how do we pull that experience into those built walls of our daily lives. That's so interesting. And it reminds me of, you know, a talk I heard recently and there's an institute called the Delos Wellness Wellness Institute, and they do, you know, certifications that people can get to kind of design events and experiences that, you know, support kind of people's emotions and make people kind of feel good in their environment. And it was interesting because it reminded me a lot about your work. And I wanted to see, you know, if there are any examples that you might have of things that people can kind of do in either their home work or even in designing an event to make it feel, you know, to bring in some of those biophilic design um, characteristics? Yeah, absolutely. And I think really uh, the big question is to think about, you know, you or your audience, if you're designing an event, for example, 
and really understand what it is about nature that nurtures them and pull that experience into our environment. And we can spend months and months working on a whole project, um, but what's really important is really engaging a range of our senses and looking at ways that we don't necessarily have to create a jungle inside of our conference center, um, but are there ways that we can create a multi-sensory experience? So if on a hike, you notice the feeling of the wind blowing against your face, right? Mm -hmm. Do you notice the sound of the trees rustling in that wind? Do you notice the smell of the recent blooms in the air? Are there ways that you can recreate that experience into either a permanent space, such as an office or a temporary space like an event? So you wanna look at things, um, you know, prioritizing views to nature. So if you can have where there's windows and have those be open when it makes sense, incorporate a range of sensorial experiences. So are you having, you know, where it's, safe and healthy <laughs> to um, have, you know, tactile variation in the space. Are there lounge chairs and standing height tables? And instead of it being a stark all white or all gray space, can we incorporate a range of natural colors, natural textures? Can we pull in, um, you know, sound within the space? Can we pull in large fans that help to move air around? Not only does it support indoor air quality and um, well-being in that regard, but it engages a range of our senses in that process. So those are a few. Um, when you're thinking about your home, those are maybe more catered to an event. When you're thinking about your home, uh, it, you really get to take a very personalized approach to that. So I often encourage my clients to either we can go together or we I have them go on a walk wherever nature is for them. Sometimes they live at the desert, sometimes they live at the ocean, sometimes they live like me in the mountains. And to take note, what stands out to you? What feels most nurturing for you? And then pull those elements into your day-to-day -day spaces. I think what's essential here is that you're really fostering that self-awareness and that self-trust in that and making sure that you're creating those experiences. I mean, all the way from a scented candle, if we're thinking about really easy things to do in our offices, to a complete um, renovation of a space to allow daylight in the morning in your bedroom, right? So there's a lot of different things we can do, but those are some more tangible ones. Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting. It's, um, you've, you know that it's nice to go outside and to get some fresh air, but to know that it also has such an a powerful effect on your body and to kind of reset emotions is, is wonderful to know, like scientifically speaking, it's, it's really good to, for people to do uh, as absolutely. well. Absolutely. And what you said too, really resonates with me. Like when you're on a walk to pause and to listen to the wind or to feel it and like feel the sand in your feet. And I just feel like as a society, we move so fast sometimes that we don't appreciate those things um, to really disconnect. And sometimes even just going on a walk in silence, because so many times you'll go on a walk and you'll use that time to call somebody, which is great, or listen to a podcast. But I would even challenge people to 
go walk in complete silence to kind of completely disconnect. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned such a great point that there's so much research around the impact of our natural environments and really is the the driving body of research around biophilic design. So um, who knew that we needed a, yet another study to say that nature and daylight is good for us? <laughs> um, but I research as well, and I spend a lot of time in this conversation. And it's really helpful to to be able to start to understand what is it about nature that's so supportive to us. Um, and what we're seeing in the research um, is a lot, but specifically engaging a range of our senses and having that um, immersive experience with it. So in your home, you get to make that personalized again. In an office, we get to think about innovative ways and how we're creating an ecosystem of settings, right? An office space might be different than a cafe, might be different than a telephone room, etc. Um, to create that variation, to engage our sense of curiosity, right? Our bodies are incredible um, information recept receptors. Um, I'm a highly sensitive empath, uh, meaning I can literally feel other people's emotions. Turns out there's about 20% of us in the world and it makes a lot of sense why i went into looking at design and how it impacts our quality of life as a career move um, because i was always drawn to certain spaces as a child um, and ran away from others as a child so there's a lot of research around it that can support us it's fascinating yeah, I mean, do you mind kind of sharing some stories? Because I know that's one of the things when we first connected that I found so interesting is your intuitive, empathic, you know, abilities and how you kind of marry that with research. And I know that you've worked with clients on that front. So teaching courses, but also doing kind of one-on-one -on -one work with people. Mm -hmm. And I would love for people to hear a little bit more about that and any stories that you have to share. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at a high level, I about five years ago, I've well, my whole life, I've always been very sensitive to other people's emotions. And this was really great as a research professor in the design world, because I could uh, really identify what the needs of students were, or when I was working in the corporate world for the past 15 years in design, I could when facilitating a workshop around biophilia and diving deeper, I could sense, okay, the person in the back left corner needs more of this. The person in the right left corner is really getting this piece. So I could adjust in real time. So it was almost a superpower. And I just assumed everybody felt how other people were feeling. Um, then about five years ago, long story short, I started meditating as a self-care routine and um, found out that I was incredibly sensitive to much more information than what our five senses uh, are aware of. And for me, uh, that comes through in visuals that pop in almost like a movie screen in my mind's eye. And I'll be completely honest with you, I was terrified at first. It scared me. <laughs> I'm an analytical researcher who also works in design, which is a very process-driven approach a lot of times. And um, a long story short, I have spent the last five years really trying to understand what the sensitivity is and um, now realize it's clairvoyancy, which um, in another word is medium and another word is psychic, right? To kind of put all those words out there and show up fully as all the layers of me. 
And it's been a, an honor being able to support people with that really in the last year. The last four years and five years have been pursuing education around this, trying to understand what these abilities are, what these sensitivities are, and um, really have been open and public about it in the last year and supporting people in one-on-one -on -one channeling sessions that um, sometimes they'll talk about their space and sometimes they just wanna maybe connect with um, their deeper own intuitive abilities in that process. So it's an honor to be able to be here and say all that out loud with you. Um, I was very, very terrified <laughs> to say it publicly at first. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think there's there's so many things that go through our heads that we let limit ourselves. And I definitely was no stranger to that. And, you know, I'd spent the last 10 plus 15 years in the research and corporate worlds. And, um, you know, I was afraid to come out out loud and say, oh, by the way, I also have highly sensitive mediumship abilities um, for fear of what people might think. And that kept me really quiet for a really long time. Um, and it feels really good to be able to be here with all of my layers and support people fully with that. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I love that you say, you know, you help people also connect with their own intuition and encourage self-care and, you know, listening to yourself and kind of the whisper that might come because, and I don't know if you felt this way, but for me, as I have started to do that, it becomes clear to me, but that doesn't mean that it's easy. <laughs> you know, it's still, it's a, in a sense, it's like a double-edged sword where you're like, Oh, okay. I hear you. Now I have to listen. Cause before <laughs> I feel like I just had like the blinders on like a horse would wear, where it's like, Nope, I don't see either way, but like numb in a sense, like, you know, I had my armor up, I was numb head down, like on the hamster wheel. So now I hear those things. I feel those things. And it's been a really a powerful lesson to learn, to listen to it and to slow down. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the way that I finally was able to give myself permission to listen to that, and, and I feel really strongly that it's a, an incredible form of self-care when we allow ourselves to connect more fully with our own intuition. I feel very strongly that we all are connected to that internal information, that internal voice. Um, it's just up to us. Do we want to listen or not? Do we want to hone that? when there's so many things in our world that are noisy and distracting, that intuition can come through as a whisper and it's easy to miss. Um, some people are very sensitive to it naturally, uh, myself being one of them. But when we do start to listen, I experience that same, um, that same level of well-being that you're mentioning. It's information and decisions got a lot clearer. I didn't always like the answer, <laughs> right? Um, but, um, but it does, it becomes so much more grounding. And I used to ask, for example, I would, when making a career decision, I would ask 20 people their opinion, what should I do here? Um, and now through that connection with my own intuition, beyond, you know, supporting people with the mediumship channeling sessions, I'm able to, you know, check in with myself what feels aligned for me. Uh, just this morning, I checked in with myself. I had a project opportunity come across my desk and it just didn't feel in complete alignment. 
So I needed to be honest with that. And I was able to check in and I, I wanted the project, but I was running the project for all the wrong reasons, right? I was wanting it for my ego. I was wanting it for um, the prestige, fill in the blank, but it wasn't aligned with my heart and my overall well-being. It would have taken a lot away from that priority of well-being. So with that connection with intuition, it absolutely can nurture us in our self-care journey. I love that you've said that because I think it takes a lot of guts and um, strength to be able to say no to things that can present themselves to be, you know, financially lucrative, but if it doesn't feel like it's leading you like on the right path of where you're trying to go, then to be able to say no and be ready for the next thing that presents itself is not easy by any means. So I definitely commend you for doing that. And I know that you'll inspire other people that might be presented with a similar decision. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Thanks for that. That means a lot. Um, like you said, it's not always easy. Um, but what I do find is it's almost like a muscle and the more that you listen to that, that own self-awareness, that own, is it a heck yes? And often we know it immediately, right? We might get goosebumps about it. We might get super excited about it. It comes in a lot of different ways for people. Um, but the more that you listen to that, I feel like the easier it does become. You know, decisions used to take me 20 hours and now I was able to make that decision uh, in, you know, 30 minutes. And it, it's really incredible to create space for what is an alignment because you know when it's not um but there are a lot of competing needs sometimes with that yeah i mean so many things that you said have like i've heard from others as well it's like you know 90 percent of the th i've heard people successful people say that 90 percent of the things that they're presented with they decline so they kind of wait for that 10 percent that feels like the heck yes and then i know something that Brene brown says a lot which has sat with me is if she starts to pull people around her about something she knows she's gone off course mm. yes how many times have you realized you do that and now i just kind of laugh when i'm like oh my gosh here i go asking everyone around me what i should do i know oh i gosh. truly know the right thing to do yeah i've created surveys in the past to send out to people I know, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, you, you know, and I think um, we're so, we have so much information that's already inside of us. And the way I could wrap my head around that, that it, the level of information is um, from a scientific perspective, right? One, like we already intuitively have a gut feeling like, oh, this is definitely a heck yes, or man, I'm not really aligned with this. Um, but a way that I was able to open my perspective even more coming from the analytical research background was looking at the electromagnetic spectrum. Mm. So this is the measurement of light and color, right? And we know scientifically that it's an, it's an incredible length. And our human eyes are often able to see this tiny little slice in the middle known as the rainbow. So if we know that there's so much more information that exists, like ultraviolet, et cetera, but we're only able to see that tiny little sliver with our human eyes, what might be possible if we quiet everything down to connect with on a broader spectrum? 
And for me, when I was able to do things like meditation, do more walks in nature, quiet that outer environment, use you know, things like biophilic design in our built spaces, I was able to quiet everything else down to open myself up much more to that broader level of information and being sensitive to it definitely helped but we're all connected to so much more than i believe we let ourselves connect with Um, and it can be such a powerful tool in your in your journey right for well-being or career development you name it Um, but going back to that self-trust is essential Totally. And like you said, it's like with the meditation, it's a muscle that you work that literally grows stronger over time. And the neuroplasticity of the brain, it's like, you can literally, you know, people say like, Oh, I have the monkey mind. I'm just constantly hopping from one thought to the other, but you can with over time with practice kind of retrain your brain, rewire your brain to think differently and to be more in the moment, calm, not jumping from one thought to the other. And I think that's, what's amazing. And that's, you know, when people hear, Oh, meditation is something I should do, but I don't do it every day. What's the point? Like I did it once and it didn't make a difference, but it's not like a one and you're done type of thing. But Mm -hmm. for sure, I have noticed when I fall off the wagon, I, um, I notice the change kind of in my energy and my, my mood. And, um, it's funny because I've been wanting to wake up early kind of before the kids and do my meditation. I fell off and I hadn't been doing that, but then my kids, you know, we started like a sticker chart to incentivize them. And they're like, what are you going to earn stickers for? And I was like, I'm going to earn stickers for waking up early. So that now I get to kind of be in the mix with them earning stickers, but it's a nice way to kind of all, we're all kind of working towards um, a goal in a sense, and it helps me stay accountable, but it's also because truly it, it makes me feel so much different when I do practice it daily. Absolutely. And you bring up such a great point. And we see this a lot in research too, as well as my one-on-one client work is do what resonates for you. So maybe meditation resonates for you. Uh, Maybe it's dance, maybe it's pottery, maybe it's creating art for the sheer sake of getting a pen to the paper. Um, I think that's one of the things is really, again, honing that self-trust and acknowledging when the practice is supportive for you and following your heart with it and you know and making it a game when possible i love that i want to i want to use the sticker idea in our house with our kids too i think that could be really phenomenal <laughs> it is fun and i'm yeah. i'll have to touch base with you cuz we've done it for a couple of weeks now and currently when they get their stickers it's a surprise present so they're not working towards like a certain present so i'm like i don't know if the surprise is better or if they should be working towards something but the surprise is working so far so um yeah they're they're kicking my butt they're like (laughs) they've gotten 10 stickers and i've gotten four so i need to be kind of up in my game i guess yeah we'll celebrate those four too those are four magical stickers (laughs) i know thank you well i know we're nearly at time and i wanted to make sure that people you know have your contact information i know you have kind of like a beautiful website through interweavepeopleplace.com where people can find out more about you i know that you do the one-on-one kind of channeling as well as courses so um you know, people can hire you to come into their companies to teach virtual or in-person courses. And I love, you know, on your website, you say that you 
help people design for the love of life within yourself and the spaces that surround you. Mm-hmm. So that's just so beautiful. And, um, every time I connect with you, I, I do feel calm and centered because you definitely radiate that, that energy. So thank you for, for being here and for sharing your work. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been such an honor. And um, for those that have any questions or they want to connect a little further, there's an easy way to connect on that website that you mentioned. So um, if you are interested in the design work, that's where you can find me. If you're interested more in that intuition and channeling work, um, that's going to be better found at intuitivebynature.com. Um, but I'm the person behind both of those. So if you go to either, you'll find me and we'll connect. Awesome. Thank you again for joining and so excited for you all to be a part of season two of the Project Happy Place podcast as we kind of all are in this together and we'll go forth and conquer all that 2022 has to (laughs) offer. So thank you and stay tuned.